to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Good morning all and welcome to another Flying Solo podcast. If you've not yet checked out our premium membership offering, well, I really think you should. We've added a swathe of new benefits to help your business stand out and to help you stay at the top of your game. As part of membership, you get a coaching session with little old me, entry to a great new private discussion group, access to our library of over 80 how-to videos, deals and discounts, and much, much more, all for just $99. Head to our join page to find out more. Now, today I'm really delighted to be speaking with Tom Cameron. Tom works in software and web development, has started and grown a nice little portfolio of businesses, but as we'll hear, is very concerned about your security. So good morning, Tom. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Robert. So look, the, 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 uh, the topic we're going to pull apart a little bit today is this whole concern that you have, and uh, you know, rightly so, that um, hackers are focusing in quite a bit on WordPress sites. So perhaps the place to start is to understand why are WordPress websites so goddamn attractive to hackers? Right, right. Well, uh, there's a number of reasons, but I guess to understand thoroughly, you need to have a little bit of an understanding of the, the whole background of WordPress, mm. what it is and what it does. Okay. Um, there, there are currently around an estimated 75 million WordPress websites out there, and that's potentially about 25% of the web. Uh, so, first of all, there's a lot of them. That's, uh, that's so just amazing, isn't it? Isn't it that is incredible that they've got it, such, such inroads? It's an incredible success story, mm. it really is. Mm. Um, now, the part of the reasons for its success are also the part of the reasons why it's potentially vulnerable to hacking. Um, mm. WordPress itself is uh, a free piece of software that was developed to help you build and maintain websites. Um, and it was released in about 2003, and it's become extremely uh, popular because of its ease of use. Sure. Uh, but the product itself uh, has reasonably limited functionality. It was designed initially just to provide editing for pages and blog posts mm. uh, with a little bit of logins. And most of the functionality that you might normally see in a website like social media integration, SEO tools, e-commerce, feedback forms, those sorts of things, uh, are not actually provided as part of the core WordPress product. Mm, these are all these are plugins, I guess, that are coming. That's out. that's correct. Mm. And one of the one of the very smart things that the developers did was they came up with this idea of making it easy for third-party developers to build plugins to WordPress and oh. themes. Um, and that is what what has really taken off at, mm. at this. Uh, stage recent estimates are that there's around 45 to 50,000 plugins available. Wow! So just just to stop there for a sec. So, so what we're saying is that the the you know the people that came up with the original WordPress clearly knew that things were going to you know they, they could see the speed at which um, things developed and that the the internet was developing. So they created code that other developers could kind of piggyback on on the back of, and create as you say all these plugins that. Are being added on a like a daily basis. So this is all good stuff so far, isn't it? These are the good guys. 
Absolutely, fantastic. Yeah. It's mm. a, it's, it was a brilliant idea knowing that, that, you know, the original core team couldn't possibly um, develop the system uh, mm. forever. And also given the fact that it's an open source free piece of software, that is the software itself is released free of charge and free of any license restrictions. Yep. So they don't make any money out of uh, this part of what they do. Mm. Uh, so they essentially created an ecosystem that, that has survived and flourished. Uh, so that's that's great, uh, but what's happened as a result of that is is uh, both relates to the technical side of how it's done and also the culture that's developed. Uh, you have a situation now where you have essentially tens of thousands of people building plugins into WordPress yep. uh, of varying degrees of experience and quality, uh, anything from extremely professional agencies that, that sell commercial well-supported plugins down to uh, a school kid in his bedroom producing something and releasing it out to the web. Got and you. really little or no way of knowing the difference between those uh, if you're an inexperienced user. Right, um, so this is this clearly then, I guess you're pointing, this is where the vulnerability comes from, is that, you know, it's, I'm trying to think of analogy, it's a little bit like someone building making kind of locks for your front door some are really engineered and really well designed and you know really tested others are you know little bits of plastic that aren't <laughs> aren't really going to do the job that's that's the world we now live in that's what you're saying we've got some real vulnerability there exactly and mm. certainly as as an end user it's very difficult for you to tell the difference and and that i guess gets on to the next point mm. is the fact that uh, because WordPress is freely available and because so many plugins are available, it's become a real sort of DIY culture where many, many people, millions of people who, in fact, who are small-time bloggers or small business owners uh, have considered WordPress as a way of potentially freely building a website themselves in their mm. spare time. Yep. So you have tens of thousands of varying, you know, degree developers producing software and tens of millions of mm. inexperienced users using that software uh, without a knowledge of, of how it behaves and then what the uh, risks are. So That's, as you can imagine, mm. this is an extremely exciting opportunity for hackers. Uh, so, um, and the hackers have now developed tools that automatically scan the internet looking for WordPress websites and looking for known vulnerabilities Gosh. and automatically attacking those websites. Dear, oh dear. And so, and what, you know, this, this, this clearly is a serious issue and, and, you know, not only, as you say, are, are so many bloggers and, and small businesses using WordPress, but even we see you know, bigger businesses, domain registration companies that are that are sort of giving people small websites that are also built on WordPress. So, I mean, this is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So, what is it these the bad guys are after? What are the hackers after? Right. Well, the misconception that is often out there is is that they're after something within your website, some kind of content. And, mm. and many people will often say, well, I've got nothing valuable in my website. Sure. Nobody's going to want me. Uh, but the reality is that the hackers are actually looking for a place to host their 
nefarious activities. They're actually looking for somewhere where they can piggyback and hide their tools to perform other attacks. Um, they mm. need anonymity. They need to be able to place their tools somewhere on the internet. And the easiest way to do that is to hack into someone else's website. So it's not actually your website content that they're interested in. It's actually your hosting Gosh, account that's, that that's they want exactly. access. So it's a and bit like people breaking in your house are not interested actually in what's in your house. They just want access to your house so that from within those walls, they can do much, you know, ghastlier deeds. Exactly. And a side effect of that is, in fact, that many of these hackers actually go to some extent to ensure that your website runs smoothly and uninterrupted so that you don't even know that you've been hacked. Uh, mm. Many times when people call me up and let me know that, that they believe they've been hacked and, and we start to investigate, they find out simply because their site has been blacklisted on Google or yep. their hosting company has reported uh, unusual activity on their web uh, IP address. Uh, and when we do investigate, we frequently find out that the intrusion the logs take us back many, many months, if not even years, to really? when the attrition uh, originally occurred. So, well, look, yep. so there's, there's quite possibly a number of people listening to this who are now getting very hot and clammy about, about <laughs> this. Um, and this clearly is, is something that we need to be very kind of mindful of. So, you know, what on earth do we need to do? Right. Well, there, were really, there are really two levels that I tend to... Um, to two areas that I think you need to focus on. Mm. Uh, one is the actual user behavior and, and how you manage uh, user practice within your website. And that's the fairly obvious one, but it is the one where most people make mistakes. So that is making sure that you uh, use uh, very complex logins and passwords, making sure that you change all of the default logins and passwords on WordPress after it's installed, um, making sure that you always create a new login for each person rather than sharing logins and passwords and deactivating those once people have left. And also making sure that you only assign the correct permissions to users so you're not giving them more permissions than they need. Um, that It's definitely worth mentioning that. Mm. Can I just but, stop you there for a sec? Yeah, so, yeah. Is, I mean, that, that's clearly something that, um, you know, we will have heard that sort of message before. That's what we need to do. I mean, perhaps some people listening won't have realized that changing the kind of original logins and passwords that WordPress give you is kind of pretty essential that you make them your own from day one. Um, but, you know, is that, is that way in? Is that one of the, I mean, if we fix that, if we get that right, is that one of the biggest sort of um, places or areas that um, hackers get in through? It definitely is. Yeah, it, okay. it definitely is because the what we call brute force attacking, where the uh, hackers run scripts against your login forms, trying to guess the passwords, mm. is is by far uh, one of the largest uh, sources of intrusion. Uh, on on our servers that we run, we quite frequently see. 10, 20, 30,000 login attempts per month per website. Uh, and it, it, it is a very common thing. In fact, just mm. the very fact that you have a WordPress website means that you will immediately attract 
tens of thousands of brute force login attacks uh, every single month. And that has a big impact on our servers. It has a big impact on the performance of your systems. So um, there are ways of of, uh, blocking that right from the start. And I can talk about that um, a little bit later. Yeah, sure. Uh, But it is definitely one of the biggest sources, yes. Mm, Okay. the second biggest source really relates back to the plugins that we talked in early, about earlier. Yep, yep. Now, the reality is that obviously these plugins vary in quality, but also even well-built plugins can potentially have vulnerabilities and uh, need to be updated frequently. So the developers of the plugins who do a good job will generally release updates every, every month uh, or so with improvements not only in the functionality, but also in the security of their systems. So you really need to focus on how you manage these plugins within your uh, site. First of all, you should generally only install the plugins that you absolutely need. It's, It's very common to install plugins and try them out, and that's fine to do so, but if you're not using a plugin, you really should not only deactivate, but delete it entirely from the site. And then you should frequently update these plugins. You you will find that a website that has five to 10 plugins will probably attract around three or four updates per month from the original developers. And so you should perform those updates as promptly as you possibly can because they will help guard against the uh, intrusions. Sure. So a couple of points there that I'm thinking is that a number of people listening are quite possibly thinking, have I got any plugins? Are my plugins updated? You know, I don't know because not everybody clearly does manage their own sort of um, web development at this level. So I guess there's a couple of questions there for anybody who's had a WordPress site built for them is to ask their developer do I have plugins and if so what's your policy about updating those plugins those those are questions we need to be asking don't wait to find out something's gone wrong ask the questions now that's what you're suggesting absolutely so there's really probably a group of people out there who are DIY web developers who who, uh, are probably mucking around with this site regularly and might roughly understand what I'm talking about, but yeah. I'd certainly impress upon them to make sure that they are managing their plugins very carefully. <clears throat> but those people who've gone and contracted someone to build a website don't fall into the trap of thinking that you just pay a one-off fee, get your website built, and then walk away and, and, and let it do its thing for several years without mm-hmm. any maintenance. That The reality is that a WordPress website requires ongoing maintenance and and generally monthly activity to ensure that it's constantly updated uh, at all times yeah and, and i guess also the point we should make there is that um because a plugin needs updating doesn't mean this is a a, a massive task it's in many cases it's it's kind of a button to be pressed a little bit like updating your smartphone or your you know your ipad or something so we're not talking here about you know, massive um, expense on a regular basis with our web developers necessarily, but it's just a procedure, a process that we absolutely need to ensure that uh, is in place. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's right. It, it isn't isn't a massive task. There's a small amount of risk that updating a plugin can actually cause things to go wrong. So there mm. are some procedures for backing up 
before you update and then making sure you do the updates carefully, um, but but it isn't extremely complicated. It's yeah. just something that should be done. Okay, the, so we've looked the, at user behavior, logins, <coughs> passwords, we've looked at plugins. Where next? Well, the, the one last thing I would also say is that there are, ironically, some good plugins that you must install, uh, I think, to, to ensure that you have a full... Um, uh, you know, gamut of tools to, to ward off attackers. Okay. Uh, I would generally say that every WordPress site should have a good backup plugin. Right. Uh, this is a plugin that will generally, on a nightly basis, run a copy of all of your data and then store that off-site somewhere else and also provide you with the ability to backup the website at the press of a button. Uh, and as I mentioned just before, the updating process of plugins can occasionally cause things to go wrong mm. and, and other things can happen. So having a tool there that you can then uh, use to invoke a backup whenever you need is extremely useful. Yes, sounds like com com pretty well common sense. But again, that's right. you know, I wonder how many people don't even really stop to think about that. Yes, and, and the, really the best backup plugins are commercial. They're, they're, right. they, they do have license fees associated with them, but I would say they're, they're well worth the money. Yes. Okay. And, and, then, and then the second plugin I would always insist on is a firewall plugin. Right. And there are a couple of providers out there uh, that provide some very high quality firewall plugins. And what they do is uh, they, they help you in several ways. One, they actually scan and monitor your site for vulnerabilities on a regular basis. They notify you automatically if other plugins have vulnerabilities or need to be updated. And then they also perform uh, functionality that blocks out attackers who are try to intrude into your site. So for instance, if, if a particular IP address tries to log into your website more than so many times a second, it will automatically block that IP address. Uh, so you can start to prevent and minimize these brute force attacks as well. Mm. Um, and that also improves the performance of your site because it starts to take the load uh, off your site as well. Sure, okay, so interesting. So that, you know, we shouldn't be thinking of firewalls as as just something that the people in the tall buildings have. You know, us little guys need to be very much considering that also. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, okay. definitely. All right, so look, just, um, you know, just to give us an overall picture then, as I say, I'm just thinking of um, any poor listener who's there in a, in a heap under their desk by now. Just <laughs> you know, um, kind of what, do you have a little voice of reassurance for us? I mean, generally speaking, can we, if we do all these things, um, can we keep the hackers at bay? You know, can we, should we continue to build our businesses and our futures on a WordPress site? Right, yes, definitely I can say that if you do all the right things, you really can be fairly comfortable that WordPress managed properly can be a secure system. Okay. Uh, so, but the, obviously the the issue and the reason that WordPress is so attractive to hackers is because the vast majority of people just simply don't do the right thing, either oh. through uh, laziness or, or ignorance or, or, or just you know, not knowing. Mm. So, and, and doing the right thing is not that complicated. Um, obviously, it requires ongoing effort. If you're not mm. skilled enough to do that yourselves, then you really should engage someone to do so. 
but as you point out, it's not extremely onerous work. You should be able to find someone who can do that at a reasonable cost. The commercial plugins that you need to install are not extremely expensive, and certainly the price of those compared to the the cost of, of having to rebuild a website obviously mm. is um, you know uh, much more attractive. So yeah, I, I, it can be a secure system. It can be safe. It just requires ongoing effort and maintenance and an understanding of what you've got. Thank you so much, Tom. So just out of interest then, just look, you know, I said at the beginning that I know you have you know, an, uh, a small sort of portfolio of businesses that you're involved in. How much of your time or the time of you know, your team are you spending on this whole sort of area? Is it becoming an increasing um, you know, sort of time involvement thing for you? It, it's definitely increasing. I mean, it, it, it probably is still only a small fraction of what we do, but uh, we are much more frequently now getting called in. And the unfortunate thing is that we're usually always called in after the fact. Yes. And, and unfortunately, there, there is no cure for a hacked website. Once it's been hacked, you can't unhack it. Mm. The, the only choice really is to wipe it clean completely and start again. And that's the sad thing. And, and quite often we're, we're talking to hockey clubs or hairdressers or, you know, somebody who's, who's really trying to just run their business, um, but, but they find out that their website's been hacked. And it's a, a sad thing to, to get in there and discover that all we can advise them to do is to build a new website. Oh, dear, yeah. and, um, so then we educate them about how to make sure moving forward that they do the right thing and keep it protected. Mm. Gosh. Okay. So, look. Where's the now? Perhaps we could just conclude by. I'd love to um, know where we should best direct people to find out more about the work that you do and um, some of the the projects that you're working on. Where should we go? Right. Well, my web development site is mooball.com. M o b a l dot c o m. Right. And you can contact me as uh, Tom at mooball.com. Tom. Um, yeah, okay. T-O-M at M-O-O-B-A-L-L.com. Okay, and where does that name come from, Mooball? It's actually a small town in northern New South Wales. Oh, really? Uh, and I didn't yes. know that. So it's, uh, it's a cool name and a nice little place. So Yeah, that's brilliant. And, yep. um, and, and finally, you've got, uh, you've, you, you run a sort of time management mm. app. We've d- d- developed one as well. Yeah, that's right. It's, mm. it's a project that I'm also very excited about uh, after spending 20 years running a web development agency, one of the things that we really realised was that it was becoming increasingly difficult to manage the time that we spent on many different clients and the contractors and the staff, and I couldn't find a product that really did exactly what I wanted to do. So you made so your own? we built our own, and so uh, that's actually called ToDoView, T-O-D-O dot V-U, and that's, that's the name and the domain name, and it's targeted very much at freelancers, Mm. and small teams and so it's a combination of crm tools task management time management and billing for fantastic and we can find that either at uh, the to-do website address that you just gave us or presumably via mobile that's correct yes 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 
Thank you so much, Tom. It's been great talking with you, and thank you for sharing your expertise with us. So, um, yeah, uh, let's hope that um, through your fine work, we can create some uh, much safer WordPress websites around the place. I, thank I you for joining. I certainly hope so. It's a pleasure. <laughs> thank Thanks you very much, Robert. So, look, before I go, don't forget that when it comes to creating a truly lovable business, we get you flying solo. Premium membership has all the tips and tools you need for just ninety nine dollars. Head to our join page to learn more. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.